Hi, this is Kevin. And this is Nick. And this is Loss of Lieutenant, an Infinity the Game podcast aimed to educate, inform, and entertain. Welcome to Loss of Lieutenant, Episode 4, A New Book. Like a new hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah see. I got it's you. great. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the announcements of the uh, latest expansion to uh, Infinity the Game, the Third Offensive. That's uh, hashtag Third Offensive. All the videos and information that's been announced this week uh, and our thoughts on how this is going to impact the game that we all know and love. So it has been a massive week, hasn't it, Kev? It's been a, it's been a really big week. Uh, it's been a really big year, but especially this week has been we've been inundated with new stuff interesting rules that have come up yet yeah, we, we are all speculating on what they actually mean so exciting i'm really excited i'm really excited yeah yep. what are you most excited for uh well i mean as as all our listeners should know by now i'm a mad Eugene player and uh one of the like the main reason that uh i picked Eugene was because of the style of their heavy infantry armor and to get the announcement of a sectorial that is going to be that and only yeah. that in the Invincible Army. I'm, I'm, I'm super jazzed. I'm, yeah, I I've, uh, I think when I first started looking at the game, Yu Ching drew me in with their aesthetic, but I just never really got into the way the army played. But I think the Invincible Army really piqued my interest. Yeah, big time, big yeah, time. hugely. What about yourself? What's your number one highlight from uh, from this week of announcements? Um, I mean, yeah, Invincible Army Parade is I'm pretty excited by it. Varuna. No, you can't have that one. That's mine. Yeah. Already, I already picked that. <laughs> I'm, I would have to say, uh, finally, uh, something in Pano has come out that I'm excited about. Varuna have gotten me. I've, I've, I've looked at what they're what they're kind of like, and I've gone, yep, this is an army that I could I could see myself running. The the helots, the the background behind Varuna is is really interesting and i like the uh, cb getting on with the how they talk about the the helots oh in in that they're a effectively a, a oppressed people that are yeah uh, yeah fair enough yeah yeah i mean we had that obviously that covered in the in the uprising book uh, but it was very you know it was all in one book and it was sort of from contained. the Eugene perspective you mean the, yeah yeah from the, yeah um and now they got the helots which i think yeah, I just really like what they've done with that idea and how and how they're gonna incorporate them into the the game as a whole. In fact, yeah. the panel can't have them. Oh, with you, you mean your your libertos, libertos freedom fighter. Um, but yeah, I mean, like just touching on what you just what you just mentioned there about uh, the uh, I guess the oppression of the these helots as, as a, I guess a subclass of people and how that relates back to to Yujing and their treatment of of the Japanese prior to the uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. For for however many years this game's been around, 
the Yujing treatment of the Japanese has always been part of the fluff and yeah. is part of, of, of what that faction has been about is that these are not nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Pano has always been reflected as the good guys. These are the, this shining beacon of, uh, of democracy and, and, and whatever. Yeah. And now you can, now you see that they're not perfect in, in, in how, in their treatment of, of their citizens. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say yeah, is, is that they are showing a very human side to the human sphere. Um, it's not, you know, guys just beating each other up in the battlefield, guys walking around with a big with power armor. There is a really human side to this story and that, 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 that they're taking, yeah, the poster child of, of infinity, hashtag panel was a mistake. <laughs> really. Yeah, it really it's really captured my interest so i'm i'm very keen to try out uh, try out varuna and, and learn a bit more about them yeah definitely um but before we get too much into that i guess uh have you been playing any games recently um not as much as i would like i did have one game last week uh against barry in it um in it house of war i'll do a bit of a recap for uh, for you and the listeners um, as the cancon missions have been announced we decided we were going to play one of the cancon missions which was super easy because they're all real straightforward missions as well which is great and um everyone should come to cancon i'll be there you get to meet me um, he's, he's a celebrity don't yeah you know? yeah hashtag third offensive um hashtag local celebrity <laughs> hashtag lost lieutenant um so yeah we played against played against barry we decided we were going to play decapitation mm-hmm. um which uh is i mean it's one of your stock standard sort of fighting missions you know who the lieutenant is your objective is to go and kill them now i've been playing a lot of imperial service since last cancon i've paid pretty much only imperial service uh but then with the new rules for drop troops i've really wanted to try out a three three tiger soldier list uh, so I've gone back to vanilla, put together this list that's got three tiger soldiers in it, and it's loads of fun. But um, so that's the list that I brought uh, to play against Barry. It's okay. got uh, four Quang Shi and a Quang Shi control device, uh, a Ru Shi flash pulse bot, sensor bot, Evo hacking remote, two Shaolin monks, an engineer with a helper bot, just because I got so many remotes in there, mm-hmm. uh, a Guilong forward observer, a Dao Fei lieutenant. So the Daofei is the heavy infantry. Is that one with camo? Uh, yeah, the infiltrating camo heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was he armed with? A Spitfire. Mm. And then three Tiger soldiers. What were their loadouts? I uh, had a boarding shotgun. So the super cheap uh, basic boarding shotgun one. I had a paramedic who's got a combi rifle and a light flamethrower. Mm-hmm. And I also had the multi-sniper rifle. And love uh, multi sniper rifle is a yeah well uh, and so so the reason that I uh, I picked that one as one of the three that I was going to take as opposed to say the assault hacker mm-hmm. was that I figured that if they're because they're medium infantry right so with the new rules in season ten they get that extra four inch deployment if there's a really tasty looking uh, sniper nest. Mm-hmm. four inches outside my deployment zone, mm-hmm. I'll just put him down on the board during deployment. 
Yeah, no, that's a really, uh, I don't see many people talk about that, but that was one of the things I was chatting to someone about before and, and the fact that they have, there was like, well, why does an AD trooper need a multi-snap rifle? I'm like, well, they don't need to use AD. They can just deploy normally. Yeah. And, um, but the multi-snap rifle, I mean, the range bands, sure, above uh, above 16 inches, it's like plus three from 16 to something really long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got amazing range bands. And um, it's just, it is a really great weapon, damage 15. Um, you get, you pick what type of ammo you want to use. Yeah, it's very versatile. Yeah. So even even as a drop trooper, it, when, you're, when you've got a drop troop who has a sniper rifle, you can really exploit areas that your opponent hasn't even thought of because nobody thinks a drop troop is going to have a sniper rifle. So everybody thinks a drop troop, they think of a boarding shotgun or, or something like that. So they're worried about, the spots that are going to drop in up close, but then you think of if I drop it in here and shoot at someone across the other side of the table in their mm-hmm. rear arc, I'm still in my plus, plus three range bands. Yeah, um, and so that's that's sort of why why I decided to take that. Yeah, one. yeah, you can even just walk it in from the side. Yeah, you know, into some cover, walk around, keep that cover, and just shoot right across the board at somebody who wasn't expecting it. Exactly. Yeah. Now Barry's list, he had uh, a Kaisotsu link team. Uh, we, as well as a uh, Daokai uh, Harris with the Damaru and uh, Nico Oyama. I think there was one or two Ryukin nines, and uh, was that the ODD or the heavy rocket launcher version? That was the one that's deploying up uh, midfield with the with the mines. Yeah, the mines yeah. one, the okay. one with mines. They don't have both of mines. Uh, well, mines. maybe both of them does do, but one one is. One has a anyway. Yeah, the one if there's if one of them's got mines, there was definitely a mine on the table. Yeah, and the right you can definitely put it there. Um, he, he had a doctor with two helper bots, and then in hidden deployment he had Shinobu and Saito Togan. So two pretty, I mean nice. they're glass cannons, <clears> but they're if they hit what they want to hit, then they're devastating. So Barry won the lieutenant role, and he nominated nominated to have the first turn. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can deploy on that side of the table and you can deploy first. So he deployed everything first. The thing he kept in reserve was Shinobu. Then I deployed all my stuff and uh, I, the thing I kept in reserve was my lieutenant, which is the the Daufei. Mm. It's worth like 60 points or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Barry came over because he was considering if he wanted to superior. roll for the superior, yeah. the, the infiltrating further than the, the front half of the, of the of the table came over had a look at everything i'd put on the on the board and literally said to me there is nothing of value on this in this deployment <laughs> at all <laughs> that's some because, that's, that's, which that's, is that's a, that's a claim yeah which is entirely accurate because mm. i had like all the kuang shi which are worth five points each i had a couple of monks and everything else was mostly just bots mm. i had one camo token on the table at the time which was my uh, Guilang, which Guilang, is halfway yeah. up the table, yeah. and then I hadn't put down my other camo token yet, mm-hmm. and because I had so many points stuffed into those AD troops, they're like thirty points each, so it's probably so did, about so, ninety points. So Barry knew something was coming. Yeah, exactly. You were going to put down a tag, or you're going to do something. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I mean, some teal or something on the table. Exactly, and the thing with. With with vanilla Yujing as well, they there are they've got things like the hack tower, mm. which is like a seventy point uh, to camo model that can come down in, uh, you can be put down in hidden deployment, right? So that could have been on the table. He doesn't know the camo tokens 
He doesn't know what they are because they're chemo tokens. It could be a, a 25, 30 point Guilang, or it could be a 35 point, oh, sorry, a 55 point Daofei. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, when you see that sort of a table, you do have to ask yourself, sure, like, like me, I had this list that had three drop troops in it, yeah. or it could be a, uh, a Teo Camo, uh, Ninja and a, uh, Hack Tower. Yeah. And, and we, we, we speak, all of us sort of speak on a daily basis. So it's possible as well. Barry may have had a, a, a little inkling of what you were planning. <laughs> because, because I actually shared the list with our, uh, with our chat group probably a week ago yeah. to say, I'm, I'm thinking about trying this out. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he had a, had a, had a fair idea. Mm. Um, I did have, I, I, I did play around with having a, um, a can ran with, Holo projector level two, so I could put down. I was thinking about putting down three, three expensive units on the table, something like three crane rank agents or three, even just three terracotta soldiers, the Zuyong, mm. um, to put them down on the table. But I don't know. I'm not super jazzed about Holo projector level two because I feel like because each one of them's got to have exactly the same loadout. If if you're putting down something that's super expensive, that they've all got the same loadout, then I think it's more or less a gimme that they're gonna figure yeah, out. Yeah. Holo project level two is is a bit of a nuance. You either yeah. you either just go well, either use it to for the surprise shot level one, or you mm-hmm. try to use it to like fake out your opponent. Generally, I just go well. I'm just gonna move this guy up and use that as a surprise yeah. shot. Yeah, and then occasionally use the the suppressive fire trick. Yeah, I've used that. Uh, I've done that before as well. Yeah. And I think that's a great mm. uh, use of the of the skill. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know what it is, when you uh, at the at the is it at the start of the opponent's turn, it's, or is it the end of your turn? I think and it's at the end of your turn. Yeah, if the, at the end of your turn, if you're out of line of sight, uh, then you can you you basically reactivate your hollow projectors automatically. So yeah. you can put the three, you put another, you put the two hollow projectors in base contact with the model, right? Yeah, they're the model. But yeah. one of those three is the model and you the you don't know which one it is it doesn't have to be the one that you was which the model allows before. you to then get like half an inch movement for free out of the one that is the actually the model so what you can do is if you're just behind a corner spend an order on him at the like your last order or something to put him into suppressive fire and then when his hollow projector reactivates you can have him so he's just poking out around that corner so that uh, you get to activate suppression fire down a particular lane without people having without uh, getting without uh, generating an, an arrow exactly. But um, yeah, the game was super fun. Um, it was pretty tight. At uh, at Barry did end up winning because he managed to kill my lieutenant, um, and so there was a few. Yeah. So how's the capitation scored again? It's, it's killed- capitation. It's three points for. Killing a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Three more. points for killing more lieutenants than your opponent kills. Mm-hmm. A massive part of it is killing the enemy designated HVT. Target. Yeah, because yep. you've got a designated target. That's for, that's two points. If you kill it with your data tracker, you get an extra three points. Yeah. So five points of the total 10, so half of it, is killing the HVT with your data tracker. Mm. Now, yeah. if you recall what I just said that I had on the table at the time. So there's three drop troops off the table. I've got two camo markers, and then everything else is, as Barry said, of 
minimal value. Mm, yeah. I didn't have many Pecking decent a data options. Would be difficult. Exactly. I had no decent options for a data tracker. Yeah, you can't, that, can't be, it can't be irregular. It can't be impetuous. It can't be a remote. Which is pretty much everything I had Everything on the table. else, yeah, yeah. So I ended up making my data tracker. I can't remember if I made it the engineer or the Quangxi control device. But at that point, um, the Celestial Guard, sorry, with the Quangxi control device. At that point, I basically conceded three points mm. because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get this guy up there because I just hadn't looked at the mission properly beforehand. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's neither here nor there. Um, like I said, it's not the best list for this mission. But I managed to kill his HVT, and then he killed my HVT, and... Um, Did he kill it with his data? Who's no, it? Who's uh, his data? data tracker was the... Uh, what's the size 5? Um, Diokai. The Diokai. The Diokai. Yeah, okay. That was his data tracker, mm. which um, in one of the first orders of the game, he moved his Diokai in line of sight of my Flash Pulse bot, and I managed to crit my mm. Flash Pulse ARO. Um, and I saw Barry's shoulders visibly slump <laughs> as, um, as that happened. But, um, yeah, no, it was a really super fun game. Um, I guess a few key learnings. Rambo infiltrating Lieutenant is a bad idea for decapitation. Yes. Because your Lieutenant, yeah, that's the target. Sure, he's amazing and can do all sorts of great stuff. But if their objective is to kill him and he's already halfway up the table... And you're running him further up the table. Yeah. You're making life easy for them. And he's not something that you want to just leave in a marker state. It's like six. How many, how many points is he? 60? He's like 55, 55 I think. 55 points yeah. is just like doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, you could do that and, you, you know, you'd have to figure out who it is. Yeah. But, you know, you have to tell them, don't you, in this Yeah, case? exactly. Yeah, they know. That they know, that, who, yeah, they yeah, know yeah, that, yeah. that so you can't even camera marker out, yeah. is a lieutenant. So there's, there's no hiding it. Mm. Um, they don't know what it is, but they know that that camera marker, that's lieutenant. Like, okay. What else did I learn? What did your Tiger soldiers do? That's what I'm keen. keen sorry. Tiger oh, yeah, yeah. soldiers do. What are they? Surprisingly little. Um, oh. <laughs> I, so. This is the first time running a three drop troop list, and mm-hmm. they're not cheap drop troops either. They're like 30, 35 points each because they're, pr- they're really they're some of the best in the game. Exactly, that's what that's what everyone says. That Tiger soldiers are some of the top top drop troops you can, you can get. So um, the first one I dropped in was the sniper rifle. There was a really lovely spot because he had his he'd castled up with his five man link team, mm-hmm. and they were pretty much sort of bodyguarding his lieutenant. And who was like prone on top of a building, surrounded by the whole link. So I dropped one, uh, my the multi sniper. I dropped him in his deployment zone, half or sort of on the other side of his deployment zone, uh, uh, on the other side to where this castle was. Mm-hmm. And um, that that did kind of take him by surprise as to where I'd put him down there, particularly when I told him that he had a sniper rifle. Dropped it down. Uh, was it, so is this on a, on a, on top of a building? No, I'm no. behind a behind a building. Mm, mm. Drop down, uh, roll my die. I've got the plus three um, native because of the Evo remote. Yeah. Uh, so my I'm aiming for 15s. I roll a 17. Ah. Uh, so he scatters off the table, so I have to walk him on from the back. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll drop another one down. He has a snake rifle, so uh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. That, and, and so of all the three of them to fail, uh, I'm glad that he was the one that failed because he did have the sniper rifle. It didn't really come into play later in the in the game but it, it, it could have and so it's not the end of the world 
Uh, the next one I dropped in was the boarding shotgun, and I dropped it in a spot right next to his castle building. Yeah. In a little uh, in a little area that no one could see him where he dropped. So good that without the template. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I dropped him in. He blasted one of the link team with his shotgun. Came around a corner, blasted another. Uh, took out the Diokai with his shotgun as well. Um, and then managed to die from something as they do and um then my third one i because all in in my second turn i dropped all three oh was it my first turn i can't remember anyway um the third one like because i because i'd had I'd, I'd dropped the first one in he's blown out i dropped the second one in he's dead now uh and then i'm like okay i got this third one he's a paramedic I could drop him next to that unconscious first one and maybe try and heal him up, but there's other people who can see him where he does that. And then as I'm looking closer at the building that he's in, there's a little spot on a balcony where I could fit the model and it would have line of sight onto only one of person in the link team. Right. Which was the lieutenant. Mm. Like, okay, he's got mimetism. He's um, got decent armor. If I drop him in there, next turn, I drop a flamethrower or um, just blast this uh, lieutenant from super close range. And sure, he's going to get smashed by everybody else around him. But if I achieve that, uh, then I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead on points. It's a high so, risk kind exactly. of strategy. Exactly. And so I, uh, I dropped him in on the balcony. All the kaisatsu around him are like, who's this dude? <laughs> and the lieutenant shoots at me as his ARO uh, manages to crit. Ah. Oh. So there's crit there was crits flying around everywhere. And yeah. there was some really clutch rolls that, that that went one way or another based on crits. And so I was pro- I was I was probably I I wasn't probably I was definitely too aggressive with my drop troops, but I was just so excited I want to get them I wanted to get them on the table. I think that's I think that's a fantastic way to to learn how to use them, especially without the template. Like um we we're talking in the last episode about the tournament. I just threw my guys down the same same way as you were and just hoping to roll less than a fifteen or a sixteen. Hmm. And when it worked, it really paid off. When it didn't work, well well it didn't work. But there's you know, you've got to take that risk. I think that's what C B are trying to do by removing the template. They're encouraging you not to walk on from the side. They're encouraging you to find that little spot on the balcony or that little bit next to the dumpster where nobody else can see them, but you can get in there and be within like shotgun or uh, flamethrower range of yeah a valuable targets. So I think it's yeah yeah hundred percent worth and, doing. And so like that's what I've put down here is one of my sort of three main points of the game is that drop troops in season ten are amazing and can be really powerful, but roll of one die. Hmm. Even if you target numbers 15, 75% chance of success, yeah. there's still a 25% chance of failure. Actually, did Barry, um, did he try to hack? He didn't have any hackers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's another, I guess, you know, you're, you, you know, you've got that window between somewhere between 15 and like seven or something. Yeah. Like well, because the, the, the hack, the enemy transport or aircraft or whatever it is is a neg six neg six yeah so if, if you're whipped 13 you're doing it on a seven, seven. yeah yeah so you gotta get between you gotta roll between a seven and a 15 or yeah 16 i mean so there's says. a decent gap mm. there mm. where where you're in the where you're in the green but i mean still 25 percent chance of 
completely failing and there's nothing you can do like you can't like spend a command token to re-roll that or anything yeah. like you can with a with a doctor or something like that um so definitely definitely can go uh pear-shaped can, can go pear-shaped that's right the other the other um other point that i've just written down here is that you really should never underestimate the power of the crit Mm -hmm. um because there was so many critical hits in this game so um there was a point where uh that that crit on in the first like like i said before one of the first turns critting with my flash pulse bot against the diokai uh barry crits when i land my trooper in next to his lieutenant yeah there was a point where, uh, and this is where my where my lieutenant died, where he was in cover in suppressive fire behind like a car, and um, Saito was it Saito Togun? Yeah, Saito uh, was a couple of orders away from him. Barry puts him back into because it was it was revealed. Barry spends an order to put him back into the uh, marker state. Yep. Walks up, walks around the corner, around the car, and then moves into base-to-base contact with my lieutenant. Now, because the whole order happens at once, basically he comes out of marker state before he touches my yes. lieutenant, so I'm able to shoot as a reaction. I'm in suppressive fire. So he's um, at zero range bands. I'm a neg six because of TO camo and I'm at neg six because of surprise attack. Mm. So I'm at negative 12 with ballistic seal 13. Uh, Throwing three dice, I rolled a one. That's all you need. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, all it did was it meant he had to spend another order because his Saito's Hogan, he always crits in close combat pretty much. Yeah. Um, Because he was on burst two, I think as well. So we both got crits. We both canceled each other out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so then he just spends another order and just cuts my lieutenant in half. Exactly. But the the risk is always there. So Barry's other option could have been to throw smoke on top of my lieutenant. Yeah. And if it, it would have cost him exactly the same amount of orders to throw the smoke on top of the lieutenant, move into base-to-base contact with him, and then I wouldn't have been able to shoot because I don't have line of sight until we're touching each yeah, other. Yeah, you'd be able to CC attack, but you wouldn't... Exactly. Burst so one and, it, yeah. That's right. So I'm burst yeah. one now instead of burst three. Mm-hmm. You can still roll at one, though. I can still roll the or, crit. Or roll whatever you need to crit, yeah. Yeah, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, that, of course, yeah. Um, there's a 5% chance on any die you roll that that die is going to come out at the target number. Yeah, and that, some people are... Um, aren't happy with uh, Fatality Level 2, for instance, because it's the only skill in the game that doubles your chance of critting. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, being a hack player, I'm like, well, we need all the extra firepower we can get, but I can definitely understand, you know, d- you know, 5% to 10% chance of, of, a, of something that's really swingy. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, I get an extra hit. It's like I do an extra wound is, um, can be quite, uncomfortable to take when that happens yeah and i can like i can definitely see where people are coming from when they complain Mm. about that because like you say it is the only skill in the game that effectively doubles your crit chance yeah 
um, which is massive. Mm-hmm. But for an, uh, when, you, but then you have to take it into context as well because is um, what's his name? Tariq. Tariq Mansuri. Is yeah. he the only character, the only person in the game that uh, has that? His little buddies, the Quarge, they have them as well, but only on the Spitfire profile, and nobody okay. takes them yet until Rama comes out. So okay. it's only Tariq you really need to worry sure. about. So if for it to be on one profile in the entire game, yeah, effectively one profile that anyone uses. In a faction that does not have much in the way of that kind of offensive unit. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's where I'm like, well, you know, it, it does kind of balance out. And when people take the piss out of uh, mutts, or not take the piss out of but when they lament, when they come up against a mutt. They are broken, they, by the they, way. They don't realize that hack is seriously lacking in certain tools. They need those, they need those five-point warbanders with jammers to to act as effective speed bumps against like a Ramboing Hacktow or a Sujan or um, an Avatar. Like sure. it's the it's our only it's it really is our only answer to it. Mm-hmm. And I know from when I played Hack I stopped running MUTs. I I mean at first I thought, oh maybe it's just because I'm used to having them. But it's it's just having it's to me it's like you are almost, missing almost a, like a crutch. A, it, it's a it's it's in the one way it's a you can sort of say it's a crutch. But I feel like for if you're running vanilla, it's an or even uh, HB, it's an integral part of the list. I feel like if you, I'm not saying if you don't run them, then you're not playing hack right. It just it's it's like if I was playing Imperial Service without any Quang Shu, like yeah, why would I? Like people say that oh, you get five for five points, you get a a a regular order, mm-hmm. and you can put them in a link team so that it negates their their. Uh, extremely yeah, impetuous. Yeah. They're they're broken. They're overpowered. Mm. Like, they're not in the in the context of how that faction works. Mm-hmm. They're they're essential. Yeah, and yeah, definitely in the context of how hack Islam work. And I'm actually really happy to see more profiles in the game getting jammers now because now it's not just mutts that are getting the shit heaped upon them when they talk about jammers, which isn't which is like something that is great. You know, when it, when a rule is confined to one sectorial or one profile. It, it it kind of feels like well why why is there just you know unless it's like a sepsitor why is why is no other uh, army in the you know game allowed like a jammer something that's you know pretty you, know, you look at the technology that hack can provide it, it kind of surprises me that nomads you know only got them this year mm-hmm. um, I never seen Varuna with jammers maybe invincible army will have jammers. <laughs> Not but, get ahead of ourselves. You know, we're seeing, we're, yeah. we're, you know, we're seeing uh, more of these uh, uh, weapons and, um, and skills being rolled out to other factions, which you know, which you know, they were confined to just a single faction before. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Nick. Well, that sounds like you had a really great game. Um, we'll move on to our next segment, where we talk about hashtag third offensive. Hashtag third offensive. So, where do we where do we want to start? Well, we've had an we've had an r- amazing week of teasers and videos and all sorts of hashtag fun uh on the on the facebook page and on, on youtube and, and all that sort of thing so um i mean i'm sure everybody who's listening has watched all of these videos if you haven't then get out and watch them if you're listening to this in two months time and you've already got the book then great good for you <laughs> I, i'll tell you I, I've, I've watched i think i've watched every video 
that they've released. Um, some of them more than once. Right. I think. You, if you, you should have seen me watching that uh, inv- that Yujing Invincible Army one, I reckon I paused it. <laughs> about I was I was sitting here in my lounge room when it came out, mm. and I've like literally screamed. And my, my partner, Kirsty was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, shut up. I have to watch this video. <laughs> and then I kept pausing it. Like, because the video goes for like 10 minutes. I paused it about 20 times. And she's like, why do you stop the video? Why do you pause it? I'm like, because I want to read what it says on the screen. <laughs> We're getting heavy and <laughs> drop trips. That's a lot, another lot of thing. I think CB have actually been doing some really great, really good videos mm. uh, for the third offensive. I know they were using Beasts of War before, but they seem to be doing it on their own at the moment. And... I think they're, they're which I think is fine. I mean, like, good, I, yeah, I really like the Beast of War guys. Yep. I, I I've watched loads of their videos. Basically, whenever I've gotten into a game over the past uh, over the past sort of four years since I got back into war gaming, maybe three years since I got back into war gaming, I've really sort of leaned on that as a resource mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Give, because they just have so much information out there. Um, why they've gone down this path of doing it themselves, I don't know, but I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. The very humorous uh, videos, they're very informative videos. Uh, I you know, can't can't fault what they've been releasing this week. It's been very exciting. Yep. So, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Yeah. So, so like I said, I mean, I'm sure everybody's already seen the video, so we're not going to dive into all. The no, we're not going to recap what you already know. But that's we're right. Gonna- we're just going to sort of have a bit of a chat about some of the key points we wanted to raise and and. Uh, things that we really like, things we might not like so much, and 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 yeah, what what we find really interesting. So, um, the first thing I wanted to bring up was the Libertos Freedom Fighter, the new Helot Helot mercenary. Mercenary, yes, that so. will be available for all factions or all vanilla factions. Yeah, except Pano. Except Pano, mm. because Pano was a mistake. <laughs> no, because they get they get the they get them the, they get the proper ones that are they, get the, have they the get the ones that ones. are being indoctrinated and uh, enslaved by a panel. Exactly. Yeah. So the uh, Libertos Freedom Fighter. Okay, you can keep saying yeah, that. Yeah, word. I like it. It's it's good. You've got that. Yeah, every yeah. single time I'm going to say it that way. Don't <laughs> don't even worry. Um, <clears throat> it is a amazing profile. For eight points, you get a SMG. You get a DEP, whatever that is. Uh, a chain cult. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 what? I'm serious. No, I, no, I don't no, know what a right, DEP yeah, is. This afternoon I had to look it up. DEPs are a very underused uh, weapon in the game. From I what I understand, it's sim- It's like a. F- it's like a. Um, it's like a Panzer. Panzerfaust. Yeah. yeah. I was. I was going to say Fauerback, but I knew it was a different German word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a Panzerfaust, except shorter range. It's like bands. a rifle range. So it's only yeah. good to 16 inches, and it's only one shot, not two. Yeah. 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 So disposable. Mm-hmm. One of them. Uh, limited camo for deployment level two, mm-hmm. hyperdynamics level two for eight points and zero WSWC. It is irregular. Irregular, And yeah. frenzy. Yep. So he will lose wounds when he starts killing things, but for eight points, who cares? And dogged as well. And, do- oh, and dogged, yes. Yeah. That's a great one, yeah. Mm. Um, I think we're going to see this guy a lot. I think so. For I eight, don't for- know. I play Starkle, so I don't think I'll be able to get him, which is kind of sad because he's a mercenary. So-, so I'm like, why can't I have him? That's an interesting thought because they're like they've in the announcements what they've said is that it's going to be in all uh not they didn't use the word vanilla they said um i can't remember the exact word they said mm. but effectively vanilla factions get it except yeah. Pano. um and i don't think they've actually addressed the non-aligned armies mm. so whether whether or not they get them i'd be surprised if they didn't get them considering they are mercenary factions yes. and this guy is a mercenary um, so I, I would be more surprised 
if they did not get him than if they did. Yeah, I would be too. I guess the only other precedence they've set is the biker chick from TAC is not was only available in TAC. And she's a mercenary. I uh, forget her name. She's got the doggo that's uh, Oh, yeah. That's I mean, no, but there, there, there is... It's kind of flavored to TAC, so... Yeah, and there is... I mean, ob- there is some mercenary units that aren't available in the non-aligned armies. Mm. But for, for a unit that's come out that they're saying is available to everyone except Pano, mm-hmm. for it to them to also have an asterisk next to that and say everyone except Pano and the non-aligned armies. Yeah. So... If you, you don't yeah, know, no, no, well, anyway, I don't want to, no, I don't want to speculate because if we do too much speculation, then this episode is going to date very quickly <laughs> because this is going to come out at the end of November. Yeah. Um, apparently, I don't know, maybe. Um, I, I, I pre-ordered mine last night on Toy Soldier Import. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. I haven't, I, used I, have, my I have not pre-ordered mine just yet. S- yeah. Because I think. My partner might be pre-ordering it for me because my birthday's coming up. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I know. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, no, this guy is baller, right? I really like him as well. Yeah. Hyperdynamics level two. So, he's he's got Fizz 10, but that means he's dodging on 16s, right? Um, limited camo, that forward deployment level two. Zero SWC and eight points. Like, I just can't – it just blows my mind. I mean, the, the other profile that we've seen is the mine layer profile, mm-hmm. um, which is, is a light shotgun or yeah, boarding light shotgun. shotgun. Light yeah. shotgun, uh, chain colt. And AP mines AP and mine layer. Yeah, a mine layer, yeah. Now, 10 points. That's great. One SWC. But one SWC is a hard, it's going to be a hard one to swallow for that a faction. That is so much SWC. Or something that's essentially, it's not going to see. If you look at the two profiles side by side, for me, the 8.1 wins every time. Because it, you've yeah. always got eight points you can throw away, right? I think I say something about, about oh, sorry, were you going to say something? No, no. Uh, it, it just says something about where the submachine gun is two points cheaper than a light shotgun. There, there's clearly something in, that's not quite right with the pricing when a submachine gun is used. Yeah, compared. and I mean, we can go into that further yeah. when we look at some of the other profiles later on that have yep. submachine guns as well. But I'm of the opinion that this submachine gun is one of the best weapons in the game. It's fantastic. I think I used it on the, you know, the new Hakazam profile, uh, the Hakim. Uh-huh. He has a submachine gun. I put down a, a, a CN in one turn, just walked him from the side and just shot him with uh, three AP rounds. With AP, AP rounds? rounds. Yep. Down he went. Yep. I was like, that was a good investment. Yep. Yeah. The, the, literally the only time I've ever taken a tag, I played with the um, Guija, the Yujing mm-hmm. tag, and um, walked around the corner into the face of a, um, what are they called? The uh, the steel phalanx guys that have got uh, 360 oh, visors. And, yeah, the yeah, Rakatai. Yeah. Against Jacob, mm-hmm. uh, who has been on the podcast. He gave it a good he gave it a good shot, but I, that tag went down because of SMG AP rounds. Yeah. No, they're no joke. Yeah. They're no joke. Yep. So that's an absolutely amazing profile. My concern, right, you look at such a good profile available on a miniature that you can only get by pre-ordering mm-hmm. the hashtag third offensive book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, is there, if you look at the game from a from a balance perspective, are they putting, is, is this, mo- this miniature, 
right, that you can only get from pre-ordering, is that going to have an impact on sales, the amount of people that pre- – like, what I'm trying to say is are they trying uh, to get okay. more people to pre-order to buy by, by putting this amazing miniature with this amazing profile that everybody's going to want to use as part of the pre-order That's deal. an interesting point because it is an alien that looks nothing like anything else CPA produced. I mean, maybe Shazvasti might look kind of alien too. But, um, you know, in the past where maybe they've come out with the Drew's Killer Hacker when HSN3 dropped, if you didn't get who cares? You just use exactly. another model. It looks kind of like a Drew's that's a hacker. Yeah. This thing, if you want to use it in your army... I mean, unless you've, you know, unless you've got other models. I mean, there's plenty of other models out there. But if you want to stay strictly CB... You're going to be pretty. You're going to be struggling to get something that looks like that. That's right. Mm. That's a good point. So, yeah, that's a bit of a concern. Good marketing ploy by CB, perhaps. Yeah, but it, for so long, uh, I from, from the way I feel, um, CB have separated the marketing and the sales aspect of the game mm. from the what happens on the tabletop. Mm. You've not, you haven't really seen power creep happen as you have, as you will see with, uh, for example, a lot of the Games Workshop releases, mm-hmm. um, where the whatever the new thing is, that's going to be the best thing because they want to sell. Because by doing that with their target market, they know that whatever's the best thing, loads of people are going to buy, loads of people are going to play and just stomp face. We haven't really seen that happen with with CB. Not that I'm saying that an eight point model that has a few nice special rules is going to break the game. No. But it is leaning in that power creep direction, um, mm. particularly the fact that it is a pre order exclusive miniature. That's an interesting point. I do. I see where you're coming from with that profile and that it's it's an exclusive miniature um but then there's the proxy rules people will run it if they really want to run oh, of it. course yeah yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure people yeah like people who have not pre-ordered this guy will run this this model i mean if they'd, if they'd released like yeah like a two and a half wound armor six you know heavy infantry mercenary that is available for every faction except yu ching or just for instance, um, that would be seen as maybe a bit of a, like, I mean, you'd never do that because obviously Carlos loves Yu Ching. It would, it would definitely be that, something that Pano can't take. Um, that would, you could definitely have a case for that there. But yeah, yeah, eight, eight, eight points, dogged forward, forward deployment level two. Yeah, I think it depends on what faction you run. Like coming from Hacker Slam, I'm like, I got, I got one of those. Yeah. Yu Ching okay. probably doesn't have, do you, you don't really have anything like that. That's nothing that cheap, that cheap Nothing that cheap. So I think that's another interesting point is what faction do you reckon would benefit most from this this guy, except Pano? Mm. I think yeah. Yu Ching would, would definitely would, Yu Ching would, yeah. would, would would benefit. And also from a, from a fluff point of view, I think it's kind of funny because you know Yu Ching Pano they don't like each yeah. other. And, and if you, like, if you, you look know. at the dossiers as well, yeah. the weapons that are on the dossiers they're Yu Ching weapons. Oh, are they? That's an yeah. interesting. So it's point. like yeah. they're, they're the the same way that uh, Pano supported the uh, mm-hmm. Japanese uprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like using uh, trying to uh, to bankroll this um right this yeah so the helots are like well it's I know it's not really a case of better the devil you know because they'd rather go to the, these guys who are clearly worse than Pano well on the surface maybe 
We don't know. We don't. <laughs> we'll see what happens about the set in the third in the in the in the new book. Yeah, and so I mean that's that's just something that um, that irked me a little bit about about this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but no, you you are right. It is really de- it is definitely faction specific because, like, coming from a Hak Islam perspective. Yeah. I mean, I'd still use Hack Islam, but there are other similar minis that I would use. You know, Delami, for instance. Mm. You know, are very similar in their in what they can do. No, that's yeah. cool. The um, yeah, other things that have been announced in the in these videos: Tartary Army Corps operations, LF operations, OSS, SS, mm-hmm. S, um, Varuna. Yep. The, all the the fluff for all these three factions, which we already knew was coming, my my little baby child of the uh, invincible army, which it was a surprise. I did not expect it to be coming, or information to be coming this year. We had had rumors that from the the calendar that they brought out at Gen Con. What's that big? Uh, what's the big conference that the? I think it is Gen Con, is it? Is it Gen Con? Is, there, there, is that or Adepticon? But I think it's Gen, Gen Con. Con. No, no, it's Gen Con. Yeah, it's Gen, Gen Con. Con yeah. Um, with, with all the ends on it, so the first end of 2019 was pegged to be Invincible Army. So that's when I'm expecting the miniatures to come out. But the rules will come out when this book comes out at the end of November or December or whenever it is. That's super exciting. Very exciting. Um, I wonder how many. Invincible Army players we can expect to see at CanCon. Oh, say so that's what I'm thinking about as well. And I had this discussion with Barry after our game on Thursday night. It was yeah. like, do I like? I don't know what to do. Do right now. Like, I want to. Mm. I want to get prep in for CanCon, but I don't know if I will be able to play the Invincible Army. The rules will be out. The miniatures. If the miniatures land in January. Will I be able to get them and have them painted by the end of January? I, I find that highly unlikely. Yeah, I, I don't know, but January is a very busy time of year for me. Yeah. I, I mean, all Australians, it's summer, so I don't think I'd think I'd rather be out doing something than playing, painting minis. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, but I mean, on the other hand, I could just proxy, right? And, and when I say proxy, I've got Wuming, I've yeah. got which could be which could act as any other heavy infantry in orange armor. The Tiger Soldiers can be your drop troops. Like, there's nothing in there that the I don't think you could and get there's, away there's with. There's that S5 um, one that's going um, to Yeah, and so we'll see. I'm, I'm still... Proxy a Daikai. Just uh, cut a head off it or something. Make him a little bit more yeah, well, Chinese. Less Japanese. You've got the um, the Yan Huo, but then Yan Huo are available in, in the, the Invincible Army as well. Oh, okay. Which are the size 5 guys. With oh, they're S5 guns. as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm still undecided, but we'll see. Uh, but sort of continuing on 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 the announcements that are that have come up here, as well as information about the uh, Invincible Army, we've got uh, changes to the Shock Army of Aconte Cemento, military orders, and Morats. All of them getting a bit of a refresh. They have yes. And I think I'll just touch on this really briefly is Invincible Army is going to be the first heavy infantry centric sectorial. Um, I mean, we have had, you know, military orders, which is a lot of knights. And to a certain extent, Morats have a really good heavy infantry as well in the form of Sogorats and Suryats. And you can link them as well. The changes 
if the changes have come at the same time as Invincible Army. So I'm wondering if, and we haven't seen the special rules for them yet, but I'm wondering if Military Orders will be rejigged in a similar vein to Invincible Army. So like if you want to run the Joan, you know, the Joan Payne train, will some other knights maybe get, you know, NCO or those other rules that Invincible Army sort of showcased yeah, well, so from, that they can run a similar kind of... From the information that we've got at the time of recording, mm-hmm. Military Orders has been massively simplified in mm-hmm. terms of how you build the army because you uh, uh, prior to that, you've sort of picked your order and, and that's influenced sort of yeah. some things in, yeah. in, in, how, in how it works. Whereas basically they're just sort of taking that away entirely and just letting you mix and match all sorts of link teams yeah. with your different with the knights of different orders which i think is great well exactly that that will promote players to to field more diverse like teams off you know heavy infantry yeah 100 percent. and we discussed this on an earlier episode where we've talked at length about link teams and talking Mm -hmm. about these older sectorials that have link teams that are homogeneous yeah in that they everything every every five all five guys in the link team have to be the same thing that is the cb is moving away from that uh in that after we have this release i'm not sure if there's going to be any sectorials that have specifically it has to be five units of the same type in the link team prove me wrong i'm sure people will hack islam i mean assassins are still doing that i mean they can take no they're pretty much still pretty rigid yeah yeah but it's going to be very minimal, and mm-hmm. I'm sure in oh yeah, in next moving forward as well, finish off it's, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same with any further updates. Yeah, when, yeah I think I think we've not seen the end of it. Like third, the third offensive is not the end of you know CB sharing us with uh, new stuff. We're, oh no, yeah, no, we're no, not get at all. That into the new year, into well, probably in the first quarter of 2019. Of course, so there's still lots to look forward to. Although I'm kind of getting. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for them to stop in, in a way so I can kind of go stop looking at all the shiny things and sit down and go let's let's do this because I, I, I picked up a combined army halfway through the year thinking this is going to be my new my new army and then NA2 dropped and I thought oh shit and I just haven't gotten around to doing combined back. because there's just all these new all these new shinies that are coming out yeah I, I've uh, from a personal perspective I've not had that same sort of draw to any other factions, you are loyal to the Asian uh, Empire. Yeah, to the to the core, <laughs> usually until I die. Uh-huh. But yeah, so so like I th- moving towards these more dynamic, more diverse link teams in the sectorials, I think is definitely a positive move. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything that I don't like about that. I can think of a couple of things that I don't, I personally don't mind, but I can playing devil's advocate. I mean, and this, this is just something that will die away very quickly, is knowing what is and what is not a legal link team. And it's not something that it will last forever once everyone gets used to what, mm. what is and what isn't. But at the moment, there are definitely some some factions you look at and go, wait, can I do that? And, oh, this guy dies, I'll just reform it with this dude, because he's a wild card. And you're like, all right, okay, mm. I don't know that. So, but, you know, that, that'll just that'll fade away in time. Yeah, I, I mean... You, you can, no one is ever going to, I mean, someone will, but no one in inverted commas is ever going to know everything that the opponent's army can do mm-hmm. about every faction in the game because yeah. it is so diverse 
and there is so many profiles and, and so much stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I um, think and what- I guess I think it just comes back to who your opponent is. Like if you if you're playing against someone and they're they're effectively cheating if they're taking a li- they form a link team that is not an actual link team. Yeah, and if and the idea if you, is that you don't know any better either, because it's such a sorry if it's such a new army, then you're not going to be able to call them out on that. Um, well, no, I mean you're not going to be able to call them out on that there and then, mm. but surely you can look it up after the game. Like, exactly. wait a second, that and was that's not why right. it won't. That's why it won't last long. You yeah. Know, it, once everyone goes, oh yeah, that's a that's a link team, and if and if it's not, this is you know something that. Always happens in in games, and it's funny we we talk about um, new rules, like a, a rule segment. Um, I'm st- I'm still learning new rules, and I, and I, and there's no problem with a player going, oh how? So can you just explain how that is a link team? And they'll go, sure, it's blah 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 blah, and then they're like, oh okay, cool. And can mm-hmm. you show me that piece of paper? Oh look, it's in the wiki, and it's right there. And it's really easy to clear that up. There's no, there's not, you know, if you just ask the questions, there's no ambiguity. Yeah, I totally agree, and. I don't think there's ever been. I don't think I've ever played a game where I didn't learn a new rule. So I. Th- but in, on the whole, I think that's moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah um, another big change that's had a bit of controversy is the uh, the Mont- Montessa order. The mechanized knights. deployment Montessa knights. They're, yes, they're no longer mechanized deployment. They are now motorized, motorized deployment. They are knights on bikes. That's right. Yeah. We heard this bit coming for a while, a while ago. I thought it was ridiculous. I still kind of think it's a little bit meh. But um, no, it's it's good that they've made a change because you're looking at the profiles and there's how many? I think there's like eight, no, is it six or eight knightly orders in military orders. Mm-hmm. And looking at them, just at the profiles, you'd be hard pressed to know what is what, like what the difference is between a Knight of Santiago and a Hospital Knight, except mm-hmm. I think one can link with Joan and one can't. Or maybe not now. Maybe with the new rules, maybe we can all link with Joan. Who knows? I don't know. So I think getting rid of the Montessa Knight, or at least one of the knights and making them more unique was a good move. I, I don't, I'm still questioning whether or not they should have been put on motorcycles, but... It what? definitely, it definitely makes them more unique. Mm, it certainly does, yeah. Um, and, but I mean, it's, I think it's surprising because it's the model itself of the, the Montessa Order Knight that comes in the the starter pack for a condescimento. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, that's not, it's not, it's not a particularly old sculpt. No. And even if it is a bit older, it's still a gorgeous model. Mm. Um, and so people who are like, oh, I can't use this model for anything now. I'm like, well, you can use it for whatever you want because you can just proxy it. Or exactly. Just, it's still a knight. That's it's still right. a guy. It's still a dude in power armor. Exactly. Paint and paint just, him differently. That's right. 100%. That's, that's my, my, one of the things I thought was a bit silly, and, and I need, maybe you need to read a bit more of the fluff on a consentimento. A consentimento. That's the one. Um, but they sound like they're jungle fighters or they're, they're, you know, they're used to fighting in dense areas. What's a, motorcycle kind of how's that going to help i mean unless it's got like a whippersnapper on the front of it like it's going to get stuck pretty quickly and that, you know it's not very stealthy either you know it, it's anyway I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's fine i don't play paddle uh, i think I it's know, great man. that they made the change but it is a bit of an odd odd choice yeah and but i mean it gives a bit more variety put him on a gives- quad bike maybe might be so let's say again put him on a quad bike a quad bike yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. Well, when you when you um when you convert one up, then you're more than welcome. Give to. him four wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Um, cool. Well, um, the next thing I've got to talk about is the Invincible Army. So, is there anything else you want to say? Well, I was going to talk about Varuna because I know that if we get oh, into right. Invincible Army, we're going to be here till the end of the show. Yeah, 100%, so, maybe yeah. we just talk real briefly about Varuna uh, because that's what I'm most excited about. Do you want me to sing the song again? Uh, you Varuna, can, yes. You can Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it. <laughs> you have such a beautiful voice. Ah, so, Varuna... Varuna? Is that how you was? I don't know. I don't know. It. Otherwise known as the Snake Eaters, which which I love how I think uh, Carlos in the video was like, oh, we just tagged it on the end because it sounded cool. I'm like, was someone playing Metal Gear Solid? Like, um, yeah, really excited about these guys. Looking at the army chart that was released this week and looking at some of the availability of them and the new units, the Echo Bravo, and the Helot Militia, so the indoctrinated cousins of the Libertos, Libertos Freedom Fighters. Which I would argue are high, way high and above better than the Libertos. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why. Go for it. Uh, they're AVA 3 in Veruna. Okay. And they have a limited camel. Does that, does that have the availability for them in vanilla? It, um, so the picture that they released, the profile they released, it just says AVA 1. Okay, so that's probably vanilla then. Uh, vanilla, but the Varuna immediate in. Oh, I just realised they've spelled it Varuna immediate, I N M E D I A T E. So it's not immediate; it's immediate, which is kind of in between. Not immediate. It's better and immediate. than being out immediate. It's. I mean, this English isn't the first language, so I'm not going to criticise too hard. Um, in that in this sectorial chart they released, the Hillot Militia are AVA three. Okay. And so they have, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the profile, but just to discuss it really quickly, uh, they are fairly standard profile, CC12, BS11, Fizz10, Whip12, no armor. Um, they have limited limit camel slash decoy. So decoy is a new rule that we're not quite sure what that uh, means Isn't yet. decoy camo a thing already? No. no isn't that's, that what... Uh, that's ambush camo. Oh. So this is another rule that they've released that kind of similar to something and then something else, but not quite. So we've been told that it's going to be... Well, Carlos has said it's going to be similar to Hollow Projector. Mm. Um, but I think he says that they can't move. So in that way, it's almost similar to Ambush Camo, but you're not in a marker state. We don't know how many they're going to get, whether they're going to get two decoys or one decoy. We don't what? know. We don't know. We so can let's speculate. Not spe- if let's, it's not, be, let's not speculate. No, if it's going to be the same as Hollow Projector, we can maybe say they get two, but we'll just ignore that. They have shock immunity, neurocinetics, and aqua terrain, aquatic terrain. Neurocinetics. Yeah, so they get which means that they're burst one inactive, inactive but and then full burst in aero. So these guys are aero monsters. They are four profiles available. They have a shock marksman rifle for uh, thirteen points and zero SWC, a multi sniper rifle for one and a half SWC and seventeen points, a red fury for one SWC and fourteen points, or my favorite, and I think everyone else's favorite. Submachine gun, light rocket launcher, nine points, and half an SWC. Are they regular or irregular? They are irregular. Okay. Not frenzied, like your your militia mates, but they are, sorry, your um, Liberty mates. So I'm going to just ignore all the other three profiles except for the submachine gun, light rocket launcher, because I believe that's the only one that's worth taking. I'll just pass, pass it on to my friend here. So with limited camo or decoy... Not knowing what the rules for decoy are exactly, but I'm going to speculate because I feel like I should. Limited, um, sorry, decoy will 
my opinion, mean that you'll deploy and you'll deploy a decoy of you. So it won't be a marker, but it will be a decoy. So are you going to say something? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that, I mean, it says it's got limited camo slash yeah, so it's decoy. So it's one or the other. One or the other, Similar yeah. to how, either, like, if you have a submachine gun has AP or shock. That's correct. AP yeah, so you can either deploy shock one in a marker state or a limited marker state. With a decoy. Or you can deploy on the table as a model, but have a decoy, one or maybe two decoys within eight inches of you. Yeah. Like, like kind of like how the whole projector works. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should focus on what we know. Okay. Which is what... One, neurocinetics. Yeah. That's massive. That's to have yeah. like a I mean submachine gun, yeah. But things like a red fury, things like I mean, multi sniper rifle burst two in ARO. Um, sure for one and a half SWC and seventeen points. That's, but I'm that's looking super at, yeah, expensive. I'm looking at half an SWC for a light rocket launcher. It's only good to twenty four inches. It's not it's not a heavy it's, rocket it's, launcher. It's burst one anyway, isn't it's it? It's burst two. Really? Yeah, a light rocket launcher is burst two. So it's burst two in ARO with a template that's damage thirteen and fire. So you can either as you're gonna be a camo marker. So I'm gonna say buy three of these for twenty seven points and one and a half SWC. Put them in their marker state, just leave them there. Someone comes around the corner, you're getting burst two up to twenty four inches, hitting on elevens, damage thirteen, fire. That's horrible. For yeah, for nine points each. And I know, yeah, I'm not going to speculate, but I'm just keep thinking about that decoy. If you have three of them and you get even one decoy each, that's six models on the table. Mm-hmm. You could group them all together. You could group all three of the real models together, have the three models out somewhere else and just fake somebody out. I'm Yeah, I'll stop talking about what we don't know, but it got me super excited. I was like, oh, you could just do this. Whether or not people will actually take three, because it is one and a half SWC and looking at the Veruna starter box... That comes to like six SWC. A lot of special weapons there. So there could be there could be a fight for SWC there. But looking at that, and then looking at my hack Islam Dilami, I'm like, why can't you be like that? Yeah, pretty pretty excited about them. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I will I'm very interested to see once you our final once the final release comes out mm-hmm. what it actually looks like, what um. Because the other things we don't know about any of these as well is, well, not any of these, about Varuna and Invincible Army, what the Blink teams look like. Um, we have, obviously, there is speculation out there. There is some reliable <laughs> speculation, we could say. But before we get into that, I'll just talk about the other uh, unit that uh, that's come out, uh, the Echo Bravo. That's going to be the air AD option. It's only airborne infiltration, so not combat jump. So I mean, it has to walk in. It has to walk in. Uh, from the side, which is which is fine. Is that the one where you have to say what side it is at the start of the game, or is no, it- no, that's air, that's um, parachutist, parachutist. Yeah, so this is the one where you just walk them on. So it's yeah. basically he just can't, he can't, dro- he can't drop in. He just has to walk. You just walk on. Yeah, okay, that's correct. What? Do you want me to talk in the microphone? Yeah, you're talking like this. Oh, was I okay? Because I'm trying to look at the piece of paper and you talk hold the piece of paper in front of you like that. Okay, like a like a newsreader. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we we only know what CB have told us. So I'm looking at the availabilities. I was really, is really interested by the by the helots. Patsy looks like it's going to be a wild card of sorts. So that is interesting. I still love that name, Patsy Garnett. So that a special character. She's an orc. Um, the Echo Bravo is the other profile that we've been shown, um, and it's an AD troop. Yeah, looking at, it, I'm not terribly interested in anything it's got. It's very. 
basic. Its cheapest option is 25 points and half an SWC. Wait, why do they all have it? They're all SWC. So there's four profiles. They're all at least half an SWC. What's the availability? Um, is, this is just vanilla. Oh, two. Um, but in here, yeah, I'm looking at it. I just can't find it because uh, the way they've written it is difficult to see. The Echo Bravo has availability three. Okay. Which is all right. But for you get a boarding shotgun like, like Rocket Launcher for half an SWC. Is he is, a specialist or anything? You can get a paramedic. That's got a combi rifle, light shotgun, wild parrot. And the wild parrot's supposed to be a fast panda with e that, that does, does EM something. damage. Yeah, okay. That's, that which sounds great, which is more EM, damn it, more EM weapons out there. So heavy infantry tags beware. Um, and then the other one is an assault hacking device, which is okay, but the combi rifle DEP is very unassuming. And it's only whip 12, so I'm not going to rely on that. The paramedic option, I think, would, would be good. To drop in, throw a wild part at something like a tag or heavy infantry link, and then have them take EM2 damage would be pretty devastating for like a, yeah, basically anything that's hackable. Mm. But other than that, yeah, it doesn't really grip me that much, that profile. The, re- the rest of what's in there does, does look really great. Um, a duo of Squalos, uh, two cutters if you want to run that, that'd be pretty gross. Would that? Um, would you have anything in, else in the army? Uh, it would be a yeah. It would be a case of taking them and some bots. Probably would be the most you'd have. Um, and then you've got the Kamaus and the Zulu Cobra, which we already uh, saw earlier. But I don't have the profile in front of me, and it's pretty cool. But yeah, no. Other than that, it, it definitely is a is an army that I'm keen to see in the table. Uh, it's definitely got me interested in Pano again. But we'll see. We'll see once what happens when it comes out. You know, there's a, an army that I am keen to see on the table. Oh, and what's that? It's the Invincible Army. Because yeah. they are invincible and they are amazing. These guys have got me quite excited. So yeah. why don't you talk about it? Why don't you well, tell yeah, us so, what so, you're So, I mean, like, for me, this is a big one. Super excited for this. Like I said earlier, like, this, the, the heavy infantry armor style of the uh, of the invincible army things that the the the, the zuyong terracotta soldier that comes in the starter pack mm-hmm. uh, for yujing the guy who's like leaning forwards and he's like got his hand up like he's signaling mm. people to come forwards and like that is the most dynamic model in my opinion in the corvus belly range yeah. I, I, that i just absolutely love that pose that whole like something is happening in that miniature yeah um, and that's what, in, that's what I, in my interpretation of a dynamic pose is, is, is that. Yeah. Uh, things like the hack towel, um, beautiful minute, beautiful models, amazing profiles. Um, and the Yan Huo, um, all, all these massive heavy infantry, big heavy armored dudes stomping around, mm-hmm. blowing stuff up. Um, we'll, um, yeah, like we sort of touched on at the at the start. I mean, the first blue N of two thousand and nineteen from the calendar um, looks to be Invincible Army, whereas this book is going to come out at the end of November. When did they slate that big blue N? What when is that in the timeline? January. January. Okay. Yeah. Right. 
So oh, it's a big blue end. Why are you chain getting the big blue end? Is that just a C? because it's a sectorial? All the blue ends are sectorials. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was. Oh, I'm thinking of the big black end. No, the big black one at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah, which we don't know what that is yet. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, does this mean we're going to have rules and an army list on army before any of these new models come out? I would speculate yes. Which which is. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, that's just me wanting to get all these new models in my grubby little hands mm. so I can touch them um, inappropriately. But of the of the things that we have seen, um, I mean, I, I guess I am disappointed that if if that is if that is how it's going to play out, that I'll have the rules, and I will proxy. I will definitely play game local games with with my Wu Ming as Zuyong or whatever. And, um, I mean, most of the stuff you can get away with proxying one way or another. Um, a lot of it's already, well, I don't say a lot of it, but how much of it has still come out? There is six new profiles, not including the special, the Zhu Yong special character, six completely mm-hmm. new troop types. Um, we've seen two of those profiles have been released in these videos um another one two three we know what they look like uh because they were in the dossier that they released the videos of so we've seen like that concept art Mm -hmm. of what they look like and there's one that nobody has any idea which i mean i can list them off the ones that we've had released we've got the the lu jing Lu Jing, Lu Zing, I have no idea. I, I don't speak Chinese. Um, the Jump Infantry, we, we've got the profile for that. Yep. The uh, Zencha Armored Reconnaissance Regiment, we've got the profile for that. The Dao Ying, which is looks like the Lady Hollow Man. Um, we've seen the oh, yeah. uh, picture of that one. We've seen the... the um, saw that. Yeah, we saw the dossier for that dossier, one. Dossier, that's the word. Uh, the High Dao, which is a... Um, is My guess one? is the combat engineer. Um, oh, where did the, you get that one from? Uh, it's in the do- the dossier. We've seen the picture of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Mo Wang Trooper. Mo Wang Trooper mm-hmm. is the uh, the size five big boy. Yep. And then the other last one, the Hu Lang Shock Trooper, which is in that list that you've got in front of you. Yeah, there. Is, yeah. I really like the. But no idea what that for is. It, actually, it looks like a tiger. Oh, sorry. It's my- yeah, I really like the, the, the logo for it. Actually, I sure really like the logo for a lot, lot of these. Mm. Mm. If you li- if you like red and yellow, then yeah. you'll like a lot of those logos. Like that Mao Wang looks like a devil or a bull. Yeah, so the, then- the, the Mao Wang is the size five yeah, guy. Yeah, so makes sense. Which is going to be pretty- like a tiger, so it could be some kind of... Well, it's a shock trooper, so maybe it's a- Yeah, I'm thi- I mean, it's going to be heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. Um, some sort of, I mean, shock trooper. Who knows what it's going to do? Because yeah. we've already, because we've already got Zhu Yong, uh, sort of stock standard heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Shang Ji, is it Shang? Yeah, Shang Ji. Are the pretty much a, a, a similar profile to the Zhu Yong, except it's the next upgrade of the armor. Yeah, right. right? Um, now, how what they do with the uh, with the Hulang shock troopers to differentiate from that? Don't know. Could be something completely different. I don't know. Yeah, more camel, maybe. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, talking about what we what we do know uh, in the in these um, 
profiles that have been released on the videos. We've got the, first off, we've got the Lu Zing, Lu, I think, I mean, you pronounce that X like a Z, right? Lu Zing. Or Lu Zing. Well, but Zing, oh, no, like Yu Zing yeah. is J-I-N-G, that's Zing, mm. 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 whereas X-I-N-G, I feel would be Zing. Yeah, I think you just, just own it. Call just it, own it. it. Okay. Yeah, just see it, and then right. that's how it's going to be from now on. Righto. You heard it here first, kids. Hashtag third offensive. Now, it's so it's a heavy infantry drop troop with AD combat drop, but it is uh, what I have coined diet heavy infantry <laughs> in that it is, it's heavy infantry in that it is hackable. Oh, yeah. But it's only got one wound plus... No wound, no wound incapacitation. So it's got one and a half wounds. So it's not really heavy infantry in that it doesn't have two wounds. It does have bioimmunity. It does have bioimmunity, which means that it, it's going to ignore shock and viral, um, which are the sorts of things that are going to take you out. Yes. That, that uh, bypass the yeah. no wound incapacitation exactly, yes. state. So why didn't they just give it two wounds? Maybe because from whatever their formula is, Mm -hmm. maybe this just made the unit cheaper by doing it this way than just giving it two wounds flat out. I don't know. Yeah, you're Um, you're in your mid to high 30s there, so... Yeah. And so, I've I've sort of looked at this drum troop and compared it to its most... its closest associate Mm -hmm. within the faction, which is the Tiger Soldier, Mm -hmm. right? Tiger Soldier has mimetism. This does not have mimetism. This guy has got... Uh, he does... Ha- I mean, like I say, he's got an extra... He's got no wounding cap. He's got that um, uh, bioimmunity. So, he's effectively got two wounds. Yeah. His... <clears throat> um, the, the weapon profiles on these loadouts that we've seen, in my opinion, are quite lackluster. I mean, you've got... You've got your boarding shotgun, Spitfire, multi-rifle, and D-chargers, and then another boarding shotgun with an assault hacking device. I guess, I mean, it's fairly stock standard for the sort of stuff you'd see in a drop trooper, but comparing that to the sorts of loadouts you get on the Tiger Soldiers, where you've got that multi-rifle, that uh, multi-sniper rifle, mm-hmm. you've got a paramedic option, uh, you've got the, uh, what's it called? The, the assault hacker. Force. But exactly, the, uh, the special adoptions, the light, the, assault, the paramedic and the assault hacker both have a combi rifle and a light flamethrower. Yeah. All these guys only have one weapon each. And so, yeah. so the light, light flamethrower gives you that other option. Mm. I'm going to, what's your error going to be? I'm going to shoot. Oh, sweet. I'm going to shoot you with a light flamethrower. Exactly. So this, this guy doesn't have the option, but he does have two wounds, essentially. Yeah. So he's gonna he is very survivable. What's it? Armor three, BTS three. So he's 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 definitely pretty tough. Mm -hmm. The other little thing that we have on here, explode level X. Oh yeah. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I I it's before my time. The old Cascuda. But we can speculate. We can we can speculate with some accuracy if you're going to refer to the old Cascuda. Exactly. So what we. At this, at this time, what we understand this will be is that when the drop troop comes down, you'll put a template underneath him, mm-hmm. and everyone in that template is going to get hit with something. Something, yeah. Now, from what I understand, I, I wasn't around when Cascuda were a thing, but from what I understand, it was explosive ammunition that they were getting hit with for the Cascuda. <laughs> I didn't we, hear that. Yeah, that makes things- 
I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong, but if I think that's that's what it was. That'd be awesome. Now, this is explode level X, right? Yeah. We already have an explode skill, which oh, is explode yeah, level one, Qi, yeah. which is from the Quang Shi mm. uh, with their explosive collars. Now, explode level one is damage thirteen shock, right? Which, if that was to transfer directly into uh, uh, explode level X, I would not be surprised. That seems that seems like a fair assessment. Yeah, if you're coming down with two wounds, dropping into a 25 mil base in, in, in the middle of a link team, putting down that that pie plate, getting them all. I mean, what what you know, the link team is going to go. Well, will I shoot you or will I dodge? Exactly, and it's the it's the sort of thing that uh, is really going to make this a similar to the to when. What's that? Uh, what's that character? In is it Starco that has the EM grenade launcher? Emily. Yeah. Yeah. When Emily first came out, and, and you were seeing her all over the place, mm-hmm. everybody started spreading out their link teams. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you plan against Starco, you know that I can't have anything close to anything else because I'm going to get yeah. the EM grenades straight right up, right up in me. And I think this is going to have a similar effect in that you'll see people people will be very cautious in how they deploy their link teams. I think so. If you're facing invincible armory or even even um, vanilla, I'm mm. sure there'll be AVA one and vanilla. Yeah, coming down there, and yeah, it, it's it's essentially two wounds. I mean, no one's going to go and try and paramedic or doctor this guy once he goes down because he's probably going to be on a roof somewhere, surrounded by dead bodies. Because that's, that's what he's going to come and do. Come in, Marvel action superhero style. Yeah, you know, do, do that do, superhero landing. Boom, and then everyone's going to go Everything down. Everything explodes. And he's going to stand there. And uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be him. Yeah, so this is the only shock, the only drop troop in the Invincible Army. Availability mm-hmm. four. <laughs> uh, I mean, for 30... For 30 what's, eight points. 32. The cheapest one's 32 with a boarding shotgun. Yeah. Um. Still, that's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. I mean, I might take two. I mean, I, re- I really dig the multi-rifle decharge special operative one. I mean, it is tied for the most expensive um, option. But I mean, if you take one of those and maybe a, a boarding shotgun, two of those, like one boarding shotgun, one multi-rifle, uh, you can accomplish quite a lot with it, I think. I think so as well. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from bringing in the first one, exploding shit with it, moving him out of the way and then putting in the next guy <laughs> like doing another um so 12. i mean he's, he's still fizz 12 so if you if you got your plus three in play you're yeah. still landing on 15 interesting that he has only fizz 12 actually yeah for being heavy infantry yeah i guess the idea behind that is you can't have it too high because particularly when he's got this explode level x yeah. which is going to do damage when he comes down um you can't have that coming off too effective and that, that, that's some there's some good some good internal balancing there i think I, mm. I i look at this guy and I go yeah he's he's good but i'm, I'm not i'm not going i'm not um crapping my dax looking at him mm. yeah um, there's there's a lot of other there's a lot of profiles out there everything that's ad is going to be scary this guy is going to be no exception mm. the, but the fact that he can drop down directly in front of someone mm-hmm. and they can crit him and he doesn't care yeah He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, 
yeah, you need to get multiple arrows in this guy. And, and even then, even actually, the other thing to bear in mind is because he's hackable, it's not just from within, it's from without that he has to worry about as well. You know, he could drop him within the zone of control of a hacker. Mm-hmm. Or, or repeater. Or repeater yeah, or repeater. Range. And, you know, it's going to be an unopposed role to immobilize you. Then that first order he comes on to actually do something, he's going to have to reset out of that. Yeah. So, yep. you know, you could, you could, you could get the explode off. You could kill a couple of models. If I immobilize you, your first actual order doing it in with them is going to be spent getting shot at for free. Mm. So either, either, either like clear out that area with something else or you wait until, you know, you basically pass a turnover so that he doesn't die. Yep. Um, and then another thing we noticed before the show started is he's classed as a veteran troop. Exactly. And with our new classified deck, that's he's, very important. He's going to be, you know, make him the specialist or make him an assault hacker. He's going to be able to accomplish a lot of classifieds by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the, yeah, the one with the decharges as well. Decharges, yeah. yeah. Sabotage, all the veteran troop, troop ones. Um, he is obviously not medium infantry, he's heavy infantry, but he's going the to really, be... Any, anything that it can be done by medium infantry in oh, the classified yeah. deck can also be You're done right. by heavy follow infantry. Up. I think follow-up is called, can be done by medium yeah, or heavy. I can't yeah. remember. So... He's a he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a star player. Yeah. Um, so the other profile of the two that have been uh, showcased for the Invincible Army is the Zencha Armored Reconnaissance Regiment. This is another diet heavy infantry, mm-hmm. uh, except this is this is proper diet in that he's got one wound and no ending cap. But unlike the uh, our, our previous drop troop friend, he does not have bioimmunity or anything like that. He, so he will go down to a submachine gun or... That's right. Shock. So shock, shock is going to disturb him. His um, yeah. camo infiltrating, climbing plus, multi-terrain. There's nothing there I don't like. I mean, multi-terrain, I'm sure if you use terrain rules, not many people actually do. Climbing plus... That's a big one. Means he can get wherever you really need him to be. Oh yeah. Um, and just ca- uh, camo infiltrating. Everybody loves camo infiltrators. They're great, uh, particularly when they're specialists. All three profiles we see here, they're all specialists. Um, you've got two forward observers and an assault hacker. So you got this is your go-to infiltrating oh, yeah. specialist for this faction, from what I understand. What's the price start at? Thirty-four is the cheapest, and then forty-one is the most expensive. Mm. So they're not cheap. Oh, it's, that's, that's what that's what we're, we're we've got a bit of theme going here. Bad, None so of bad. these guys are going to come cheap. Oh, no, um, no. I, I think I think camel infiltrating specialists. I think twenty med with one and a half wounds. One one camo infiltrating specialist with one and a half wounds. Armor three, BTS three. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tough. I mean, armor, he- armor three. Infantry. Armor three is fantastic. You know, and you know because there's not many other uh, like him that are armor even one. Mm. So he's he's armor three. So he's he's a uh, you know he's tanking a few wins if he's in cover. That's right. And so I guess the um, the army that I explained that I used against Barry, I had a Gui Lung mm-hmm. and a Daofei. This guy sits right in the middle of what those mm. two can do. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're both they're all infiltrating camo. Um, they all can be specialists. This guy is that one and a half wound, extra armor, um, extra BTS, and um, some really tasty looking loadouts there as well. We've got, sorry, I'll just grab that. We've got uh, that submachine gun, DEP, AP mines. Like, if you think of that from an ARO perspective, there is so many 
options that he can, that he has that he can just do, right? If something moves in front of him, oh, I'll just put a mine down. Yeah, it's the cheapest profile as well, 34 points. Yeah, with a four observer as well, four which four means he gets flash pulse. Indeed. Like um, 13. Yeah. Now, so we, on this on this sheet here, we've got AVA 1, but in Invincible Army is AVA 4. Am I going to have four of those and mm. four of those? No. You might have... Mm. I might have two of each. It's going to be so interesting to see armies built. The army way. army building it, is going to be very it's gonna, interesting. It's going to shake up when so you look many... At, when you look at the availability of all those other things in there, we've got uh, Yan Huo. Uh, where are they? Yan Huo AVA 4 as well. Yan Huo costs like 60, 65 yeah, no points. Yeah, no one's taking four of those right? in a 300-point in a game. Maybe 400 um, points. Yeah, so the the uh, there's nothing that's total AVA here, but the I mean you, you're never gonna the the amount of super expensive models that you've got to choose from is I think it's uh, I, I was just thinking about it before it's um building a, a, an army from this going from what most of the folk I know who build armies is going to be a real challenge. I mean until we know what the the extra rules are going to be on face value, just seeing a 34-point camel infiltrating specialist makes me feel a little bit queasy. Mm. And and then, you know, people who are, who are looking at 15, 16 orders, obviously this army is not going to be something like that. Yeah, and I guess, um, I mean, just in talking about the profiles, one thing I did want to raise as well is that the AVA numbers we've got here on the profile that lists all the weapons and things... Mm-hmm. Both of them have got AVA 1, right? So this AVA is going to be 1 on vanilla. Vanilla, yeah. Which means these loadouts that we can see, the 3 for this one and the 4, so the 3 for the uh, Zen chart and the 4 for the, whatever we, the Lu Zing. Lu Zing. Lu Zing. Lu Zing. Yep, you see it. Oh, I I will. They're at AVA 1, right? Yeah. So this profile is what we're going to see for vanilla. If we look at the ABA four profile for Invincible Army, we could see additions to this. This might not be the only ones that are available to the Invincible Army. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're thinking that um, there may be additional options available in the Invincible Army profile that comes out that in that are November. not available yeah. to Vanilla because we're we're looking at the Vanilla profiles here based on that AVA. So you're thinking additional profiles, or are you thinking like um, some of the profiles may have additional rules inside them, maybe like tactical. It could be anything or, or NCO. Ex- or, exactly. Yeah, we okay, could have yeah. additional. We could have extra rules. We could have different points values. Even we could have different mm-hmm. SWC. Yeah, SWC. We could have. Or even, yeah. I, I would be surprised if there wasn't additional profiles mm. altogether. Um, but to have modifications to the loadouts of these and the costings, that would not surprise me at I all. Like, I, I, I like that thought. I, I like how CB are looking at um, vanilla or looking at sectorials and going, well, you could run vanilla or you could run the sectorial and get access to not just link teams, but also these special profiles, not just these special units, but you only get access to this SWC discount in this profile, in this army, or you know this special rule for this profile that's not available in vanilla really adds a, a nice level of flavor to a sectorial. Hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see more about what they come out there. I did want to just mention, I think we discussed it earlier on, was the the submachine gun cost that is that is 
in every faction now. We yeah, we did talk about this with the um with the helots yeah. and, and with the um uh, what's that guy called? Libertos. Libertos. And I'm Freedom seeing it again with the Zensha. With the Zensha. Yeah. Again, the cheapest the cheapest profile is the of best. these profiles <laughs> is the best one. Submachine gun DEP anti-personnel mines for 34 points. The one uh, for 37 points has a boarding shotgun and decharges. Yeah, I mean, decharges, you, you means you can do that. You, you can, can do, do that classified you if you get that. One of the 20 One in 20 chance. It's like rolling a crit to gain that decharges. Exactly. And you're paying three points more for a boarding shotgun, which you can make cases for why boarding shotgun might the be boarding, better. The boarding shotgun is an amazing weapon, mm-hmm. but it balks at the versatility of having the, all of those other options. Burst is king. If you're rolling three dice and you can go into suppressive fire with some machine gun, I mean, that alone wins compared to a boarding shotgun. Yeah. I mean, not not only the additional burst, but the fact that you've got three different weapons you can choose to arrow with. Mm-hmm. You can shoot with your submachine gun. You can shoot with your DEP. You can drop a mine. Yeah. If I'm the boarding shotgun guy, I can shoot with yeah. my boarding shotgun. You can place is- a decharge on the ground. Can you do that as an arrow? I, I think so. I don't know. I think you can detonate it. You can detonate a decharge as an arrow, so I think you can place one, you know, if you're up against the building. I mean, I mean it's obviously, you, you wouldn't do that unless there's mm. a really good reason for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems strange that it's I the think, cheaper option. Yeah, what we're seeing is some interesting tweaking of CB's existing formula to be able to create these profiles to suit the points values that they want them to sit at. Yeah. That's the reason why this drop troop doesn't have two wounds. Why he's got one wound, bioimmunity, and no wounding cap. Mm-hmm. Because adding those together in the formula that is already existing equals a smaller number than just giving him two wounds up front. Yeah. And in, and in this particular instance, him being heavy infantry is actually a detriment to him. You know, normally we see those sort of profiles. Like I'm just looking at, I'm say, I'm say, uh, Raul Spector, for instance, is 33 points. He has no wounding cap. Okay, he doesn't have bioimmunity, but he's sort of a similar price, but he's light infantry, so he can't be hacked. Exactly. This guy can be hacked, so he now has another vector of attack that can hurt him. So that's another reason why maybe he might be a lower point cost. Like normally heavy infantry means higher point cost, but in this instance, it's not a benefit, except he gets 4-4 move, I guess. That's mm. probably the, the, the bonus. Better move. Better move yeah. value than... And I guess he can be fairy dusted, but then he's, that's only protecting... Him against something that he would otherwise be immune to if he were medium hmm. or light infantry. Yeah, but no, there's a lot going on here. I'm super excited for this for this sectorial to come out. Um, I'm definitely going to be playing them, and yeah, I just can't wait. Neither can I. I'm very excited to see what happens in the third offensive and to see hashtag all these- third offensive <laughs> hashtag third offensive. Um, to see what happens. Yeah, um, who how many people pick it up? And where also this is going, where this is taking CP as well. Mm. Yeah. They have, been, they have been kind of, I feel like they've been talking about pushing uh, limited insertion, you know, by allowing limited insertion in, in regular games in in uh, taking the game to a more, maybe a more elite level. I mean, I feel like and also in season 10, they've also made it easier for horde armies to win. But I, I feel like, you know, behind the scenes, CP are really wanting to... Uh, guide us in the direction of 
you know, 10 order lists. Yeah. I, I, I feel I like they're, th- they've got quite a, a, a liking for elite specialist armies with maybe 10, 12 orders. And I guess that's kind of the ethos of the game itself. You're not, the game isn't about horde lists. No. It, it's... You, what, you're, what you're bringing, and in terms of like when you look at the missions and the sorts of things that you're trying to do, and even the tables we play on, we build a table that simulates a urban environment or like a commercial district or something like that. That's it, yeah. These are special forces that we've brought together to to achieve whatever objective this is. What so so what the way that I feel about it is it feels like we're we're being pulled in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the direction that is, I guess the the not the ethos, the the overall motive of the game and the setting drives you down the path of having a super elite force, whereas to the best way. Game, or from the gameplay perspective, to be able to achieve these objectives where you've got to make make roles that you can fail and you want to have more orders to be able to spend on those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly with the classified deck where we look at uh, extreme mode where for the ma- vast majority of those cards, the difference between the normal mode and the extreme mode is adding a negative six to the die roll. Yeah. It doesn't, it do doesn't, it, twice, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make it harder to do the objective. It just makes the role that you're making less likely to succeed, yeah. which means that, which incentivizes you to have more orders to be able to spend in case of failing those. No, that's definitely correct. I, I I feel like they kind of missed a uh, an opportunity with that classified deck. I think the extreme, extreme mode they could have some of the classifieds. There's they, a couple. They did, of, they did a good job. There's a it. there's a few of them where it's like it, it does it, it actually achieving this is more difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's going to take more orders to do it. Yeah. Then I feel like I mean I I don't know I don't have the answers there, but I definitely looking at some of them, it's like oh this is just the same but they've made it a neg- an extra neg three mm. or now you need to do it twice. Mm. It's, you know, there's one of them I think is where I think it's the rescue one where you need, you know, normal mode, you need to get into the enemy half of the table whereas extreme mode, you need to get into the enemy, ha- en- into the enemy deployment zone, which well, seems counterintuitive for rescue, but that is harder and it is, it that's better. That's how it should be. Not like you need to, you know, oh, here's just an extra neg three mod. Yeah, I mean, it it's, it's a... Like if you sit down and you try and come up with things that are going to be essentially the same card, but with making one of them harder than the other, it's it's going to be difficult to to come up with that. So it's not an easy task. Oh no, no, by no, by no means. They've done a great job. I just feel like, yeah. So where where were we before there? I don't know. You were talking about um, something danger zone. Um, we're talking about. Big lists versus small lists, yes. which is not something that we plan on talking about. We tonight. weren't talking, you know, we weren't planning to talk about that, but we were planning on talking about the way for, that CB's moving exactly into and into tra- into pulling us into this this uh, elite versus what the consensus is that yeah. horde armies win. And if you look at the releases that have happened over the year, yeah. we've had what four? If I mean, if you count non-aligned armies, we've had like six sectorials come out. As brand new sectorials, we've had the new JSA, uh, pretty much new, TAC, OSS, SSSS, 
two other aligned, unaligned, non-aligned armies, um, Starco and the Akari. Akari Company. Yeah. And now we've got Varuna. Mm-hmm. Right? Six new sectorials, which, and I think sectorials are great. I think the each faction is built by what its sectorials are. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, uh, all the all these new releases have have sort of driven in that in that same direction, right? But we've seen all new all new sectorials come out. I mean, vanilla has definitely for each faction, vanilla has benefited from these releases. I I don't think you could name a vanilla faction that has had a sectorial come out. There was like we were better off before that mm-hmm. that sectorial came out. Yeah, and. And that's the sort of thing, like, I mean, you can have all of these sectorials, but then with the game sort of driving it down that path, why would you play vanilla if all these, if, if this, if it's so focused on sectorials? Mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I do wonder where they're going with that, where they're going with the idea of moving us to sectorials and we'll just live within those sectorials, we'll maybe bounce between sectorials using our large collection. But we may not use vanilla as much. Hmm. I don't and know. I, think, where, I, think, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know where I sit on that. I yeah. enjoy playing vanilla, but now that I'm playing Starco, I'm quite happy just sitting within Starco. Hmm. Um, and I well. think one of the um, one of the points that you raised before we started recording um, was: do we need, do they need to look at combining profiles, yeah. merging different profiles together? And I think we touched on that a little bit with the military orders where. All these different knights, they all pretty much have the same profile. They do pretty much the same thing. Why do the, all these different profiles exist? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they, there is a bit of differentiation there in military orders, but the the r- proper duplication happens not in the sectorials, but in the vanilla list. Yeah, it's where you've got a um, if if you think of a. I don't know, Pano, who, who has all these different sectorials, yes, they've got a whole bunch of different types of heavy infantry. Yeah. But in vanilla, you're going to want to take this one because it's the best. You've got a whole bunch of different types of infiltrating specialists, but you're want to going to want to take this one because it's the best of the different options. I don't think that t- same type of duplication happens in sectorials. No, it, it it can't basically I because mean, the mostly, I mean the sectorials are all a variation on a theme of that faction, right? Mm. And then the vanilla uh, is the overarching umbrella that has to contain all of those different yeah arms of the same tree. I mean, you you could effectively take a knight profile, vanilla knight profile. He will just not have a name. He will have a fixed profile. And then you just choose your sectorial, or you choose your order, and then that yeah. then changes the um, weapon out, weapon loadout. And there you go; it's one profile, but you just selected a a color, essentially, kind of like a space marine. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to talk about that game, but that's what I think <laughs> about. And they're trying to simplify the game. Not that I want them to, because I really enjoy the nuance of the game and the way that the different. Uh, even you know from a fluff, fluff perspective, why there are different order knights orders. I don't mm. want them to remove that, mm. but I feel like there something's got to give eventually. Um, and combining profiles in one like that may be the 
maybe maybe but i th- i think i think option. my point is that that duplication really only happens in a vanilla list yeah okay where you've got four different profiles that are super similar that are going to do the same thing for a similar points cost. This one's a little bit better, so I'm going to take that one. Mm-hmm. So moving forwards, are we going to see the removal of vanilla factions? Mm. Are we going to get to a point in the game where, particularly when you look at the release schedule of 2018, you look at what the release schedule of 2019 is, there's still three big blue ends in 2019. Yeah. Uh what are they going to be? I don't know. Probably um, Rama Task mm-hmm. Force is one that I can see happening. The other one, I don't know. I don't know. Tulha, I think it's going to get their oh, yeah. tram- triumvirate or something. I suppose you should. We should. We should give some love to the artichokes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you really have to, starving, starving <laughs> for releases for a while. Um, so I, would you, would you see a game? Maybe like this is massive speculation in terms of looking towards even N four where there is not a vanilla faction. You are sectorials and sectorials only. Mm. I, I, um, it's a hard one. I think what you're saying is that they keep releasing sectorials the way they've been doing, and they can't do that. They can't maintain that, that steam for indefinitely. But looking at the roster, they're, they're not far away. You know, mm. you give Hack Islam another sectorial, you give Toha... A sectorial, and then you've you're kind of there. You've you know every sectorial maybe except Yu Ching now have um, three or more. Mm. But I mean, Yu Ching will get another one when next month when the Invincibles come out. Yeah. So, so you you know if you removed vanilla, I mean I'm obviously don't want to even say that really out loud because there'd, there'd be a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of outrage. Um, but <clears throat> actually, on that on that topic, um, you're talking about vanilla, you know, benefiting from these. Um, looking through the vanilla, uh, what do you, do you have any? Uh, have you looked through vanilla factions and uh, an idea on what you think is the strongest vanilla faction for for basically for diversity for being able to cover all your bases? Uh, I I could be biased and say Yujing, but I think Yujing are actually the second most versatile vanilla faction behind Nomads. Mm, I'd agree. Particularly with the release of Tunguska. Yeah. Um, even before Tunguska came out, there was a f- yeah. the um, what's that heavy infantry size five guy called? The Kreezer. Kreezer Borak. Yeah. 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 Because their the main point that they like that slot that they that was couldn't the only fill was the massive sort of beefy heavy infantry yeah. big guy with a big gun. I mean, sure they had tags, but a step back from that, mm-hmm. they didn't really have that niche. Yeah, where I mean, Yujing has that in spades. And then the Kreezaborex came out, and it's like, okay, that fills that hole. Yeah. What else do Nomads really what else are missing they? now? And then yeah. they have Tunguska, which kind of fills in some of the, you know, they've got the Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have, like, the essentially proxies or marionettes. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, counterintelligence to negate that um, loss of your command token. Yeah. But then in saying that, um, Nomads are also a faction where I don't think we're going to see another sectorial come out for Nomads. Because- no. 
the whole idea is that the nomads are these three big motherships, Corregidor, mm-hmm. uh, Tunguska, and yeah. Bakunin, yeah. and each one of them has their own sort of standing army, and mm-hmm. that's what we now have. Yeah, uh, yeah, nomads do feel very complete, and like whenever I, uh, you know, toyed with nomads before, looking at re- building a Corregidor or a Bakunin list. Or even Tung- Tunguska, and it always comes back going. I'll just feel vanilla because mm. they have everything I could but, possibly want. Exactly, um, except for link teams. But I, you know, yeah, I think we have seen a lot of the nomad players who went over to Tunguska. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them has, have since moved back to vanilla mm-hmm. because, particularly with the Tunguska release, the vanilla nomads got a massive benefit from it. Definitely, and Tunguska also were they have they have some some quite obvious weaknesses, um, and not in a bad way. Like I think it's a really great army to build. It's one of probably the first army that came out this year where I sat on a toilet and tried building a list and was like, "This is hard." Mm-hmm. Like this is not hard in like an annoying way. It was like, "Oh, I can get, I can almost get everything I want, but not quite." So it really makes me had me had me thinking about how I'm going to build this list, yep. which is great. I really enjoyed the way it built, but you know, so um, no, definitely. Mm. What um, what are your thoughts on cycling out these old sectorials and making the the out of print? That's a that's a it's a question we've all been wrestling with since the French were announced or discontinued. Without, to me personally, without really knowing the background of what CB is up to and what their end game is, it's it's very difficult for me to call good or bad and what they're doing. And like on the face of it, it seems is there not something else, another way that you guys could be doing this? But I understand you go to any game store and there are hundreds of blisters on the shelf for an army, and some of them are very old. Some of them don't get much love. I like what they've been doing with combining the blisters, you know, two blisters into one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know how they choose. Well, I mean, I imagine they choose the sectorial based on how many people play or buy the minis. I feel like Shock Army was a bit of a shock because I found them quite popular in I, our I area. See, I see what you did there. Yeah. Very, very good. It's my first joke of the, of the night. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know a few people who play Akon, so I was like, oh, that's a strange one to drop. Like, I don't see anyone playing military orders. Uh, I guess they wouldn't be Axe because it's Joan. So I I, I, I trust that CB haven't just gone, well, no one's playing them, we're just going to get rid of them. Mm. But they must have gone, well, the sales for these aren't great. Let's just put them to bed for a bit. Let's refresh them with Varuna, see how Varuna goes for a year or two. Maybe bring Akon Sentimental back once we have... I don't know what they're doing. Like, that's where I kind of go... Yeah. That's where I kind of trail off and go, I don't know why they've done it or when they're going to bring them back. But I, I trust that they're not squatting or binning these sectorials. I just... Yeah. And, I, and I, I know I, that there is a bloat. there, And I guess a bloat is another word that you can't use too often because it's a... It kind of gives you an idea of something that's fat and ready to burst. I don't think we're there yet. But maybe CBR addressing this issue before it becomes bloat. Yeah. And like, it's an obvious business decision that they have made to cease production of certain sectorials. If that's based on sales numbers or player numbers, 
Who knows? But I'm sure these things have been taken into account um, with the idea that they want to limit the number of SKUs that they are producing. Um, when, uh, when you have this rapid rollout of new sectorials, you can't... And, and I, I mean, CB obviously can't maintain production of everything mm-hmm. because there is there is a limit to their capabilities. They're, they're not a massive company, right? Yeah. This is a fairly niche market, and they do need to consider where what, what what their selling points are. Yeah, and if it's if it is the new stuff, then 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 that's what it is. And the I mean, people are talking about uh, the terms being squatted. Um, which refers to uh, the the squats from first and second edition forty k Warhammer forty thousand, yeah. which um, which were removed from the game entirely, and it was for for the longest time. Games Workshop pretended they never even existed. I think they're coming back. Um, yeah, they are actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's come, they've come full it's come, circle. Yeah, it's taken um, twenty years, but yeah. But and the the fact that from everything, every announcement, every time they ever talk about it they've always said that these armies are staying in the game yes anyone who currently plays these armies will continue to be able to play these armies they've been updated in in the army builder mm-hmm. um the, the merovingians the french got yeah. a whole they bunch of new link teams and, and stuff when that happened at Cemento also uh, they're, they're live now on yeah army, they're on they? army, the, yeah, yeah you can yeah. see so, what, they, what they've got and they've, they've got some really great changes I yeah. really I really enjoy what they've done with them. rehashing the link teams yeah. breathing new life into them mm-hmm. making bring them up to the to the competitive standard not necessarily the competitive standard but bringing them up to the to the standard that we expect from a sectorial today you're not going to be able to buy them new in no. the store anymore so if you want them go buy them now yeah, I think what you said there about they're not a big company and, you know, coming, I mean, I'm just thinking about the job I do where I quite often go around to production lines and fix their equipment. If you think of, you think of, people think of Infinity or Corvus Belly as being a few guys in an office drinking beers and, you know, sketching some new cool stuff and making silly videos. But the reality of it is they are, they are a business, they have a factory that is producing these miniatures and they have they have people working for them paying paying these people to to spit out these hundreds thousands hundreds of thousands of pieces of white metal on a daily basis they must go well we've got you know we're going to do this this and this like you know and they're not, they're not going to even they're not even going to call them I mean, we're, we're down to that level they're not going to call them oh we're going to do a bunch of you know hellcats Today, they're going to say, we're going to do a bunch of, you know, batch number 1032. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that for eight hours. And mm-hmm. then we're going to change over and we're going to do this next batch. And then we're going to change over the molds or whatever it is they're doing. I don't know. The in- but that is why it'll be on the on the shop floor. Mm-hmm. And someone's gone, we've got a shitload of stuff. What do you want us to focus on? And they've gone, this, this, and this. All right, so we're not going to be producing this, this, and that, X, Y, and Z for X amount of time. And they've had to go... Well, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Just put them in, on a shelf. We'll not use those molds for you know however long, and we will come back to it once we've maybe got a bit more money. We've expanded our area, you know that, and that's I think from a business point of view is is um, 
totally fair without mm-hmm. being inside CB and actually witnessing what's going yeah. on. And the fact that they're still supported in game mm-hmm. means that I can't see how anyone should be upset. No, I can't. I, I can't either. I mean, I, I mean, everyone's going to get a little, bit, little bit upset, and and that's that's fair because people are afraid of change. People are afraid of change. People are also invested in their armies, which is another thing I like about this game is that that you you do kind of pick up a faction first, and you kind of go, "This is my faction. This is don't talk shit about my faction." You know, I talk about Hack Islam, and people are like, "Oh, Hack Islam really hard to use." I'm like, "Fuck," you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, it's not it's not them. It's you. Um, and I moved over to Starco now, but that's fine. And and I don't I don't think CB are gonna are gonna make you feel are gonna um disrespect you disrespect the player base in that way. Hmm. They're they're gonna they're gonna want to keep you on site and uh, involve you in this in this world in this universe, which I have grown to be quite fond of. Yeah, and it's not like there is a lack of miniature games out there that we could be playing. And of all all the different companies that I've had experience with in terms of from from a player perspective that I've interacted with, um, the information and the upfront um, sort of delivery from mm. that we get from Corvus Belly is, is is a breath of fresh air. There are so many um, games out there now. Like exactly, and and for them to to actually be upfront about this and 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 they've given us all the information. They've told us why they're doing this because. They need to limit the number of SKUs they're producing. Yeah. Um, because they don't have the capacity to produce absolutely everything. And if things if these things aren't selling, sure, you might be upset because you won't be able to buy all the models for your faction at the store anymore. But you already play that faction. You've already got all the models for mm. it. Why are you upset if it's still in the game? Yeah. And there's 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 uh, game stores out there with um, a lot of you know a lot of those minis still on the shelf. Mm, just be, exactly just because those companies not, aren't those game stores aren't reordering from cbe because they haven't sold them in the first place exactly so it's yeah it's a lot of i guess in the end it's a lot of hot air yeah but um, we don't want to be negative though no no i think with all these new sectorials coming out they are definitely breathing a breath of fresh air into the game i mean people are some people are a bit concerned that it's that it's too much too quickly and and it, and it may well be i mm. mean we've seen we've had a few local tournaments over the past couple of months where we've seen some of these new sectorials perform really, really well. Yeah. Is, is that power creep or is that just the fact that the, it's the new kid on the block? It's new and shiny. Um, and we don't know I, how to kill it yet. I'm going to, I'm going to lean more towards the new kid on the block because simply because they are still new. If in six months time, tack are still dominating every tournament you go to mm-hmm. or OSS cannot be stopped, then there's a bigger issue in play. Yeah. But to say that the first tournament that you went to after the new sectorial came out and that new sectorial won means that they're OP is 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 not uh, is, is 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 not logical. It's great to have the conversations. We just want to try and somebody it's not somebody, but we all as a community need to try and moderate ourselves and moderate those around us to just you know just dial it back a notch, turn it down from eleven, just you know. Think about it. We we are no we're not invalidating your opinion. We just um, yeah. There's a variety of opinions out there, and I think overall we still all love the game. No one's giving up on the game. I know coming from other game systems where someone has just gone and rage quit because the company's gone and screwed them over. It's not happening in CB. It's not happening with Infinity. I think 
you know, we'll see what 2019 brings. But yeah, the the release schedule has been pretty thick and fast. I think 2017. When did I start playing? 2015, something like that. I feel like I waited, you know, after HSN 3 dropped, I feel like there wasn't anything massive that came out. There's, you know, new models or some new rules. But this year has been crazy. And when third offensive book drops, that's, I think Carlos was saying, that's going to be the first time that full auto level two is going to be in paper. It's going to be on printed paper. And that skill has been out for, I don't know, like a year, whenever whenever the Kreezer dropped. Yeah, and just to me, it sort of tells them like that how you know the the momentum, the inertia that this this company's had. It's gone like, well, we're gonna we're gonna put these rules in paper eventually. Hmm. I mean, I mean, maybe they did it on Uprising, but I don't I don't think it wasn't in HSN three. The only other book was been Uprising. I don't think it was an Uprising, so it'll be in this new one. Yeah, so there's a bunch of new rules that are still in, are only available in the wiki, and um, you know maybe once that's done, it'll be kind of like a new chapter. We'll be able to all sit or maybe take a breath after the new year for hopefully for a little bit while we all absorb uh, absorb what's happened. Yeah, and I mean we don't know how many new rules are going to be coming out in this new book, no. but um, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see, and maybe we can have another chat afterwards and talk about where the game's at in terms of the the rules uh, and then I guess if it's if it's becoming more bloated which i think i mean a lot of people have sort of talked about and once we do get a get a look at at what these new rules are maybe we can address that it's a um, hot word to use for yeah. sure it's a it's not necessarily an accurate word but it's hot so i think that about wraps up our chat about the new releases uh, third offensive and hashtag third offensive hashtag third offensive thank you for reminding me Actually, is every time we say third offensive, is that interesting to draw for the full front box? Damn well, better. <laughs> if if you have uh, questions or you agree or disagree with anything that we've said on the podcast, shoot us, hit us up on the uh, on the Facebook page. You can find us at uh, Lost the Lieutenant on Facebook. Yeah, Lost the Lieutenant on Facebook, and you can email us if you, if that's still a thing that you do at Lost the Lieutenant at gmail To finish off. Uh, we'll talk about an, uh, sorry, an upcoming event. Uh, uh, PAX is on this weekend in Melbourne. Yeah, we- if you find yourself in, uh, in, in Melbourne and you're heading along to PAX, then there'll be a few of our local guys will be uh, demoing some Infinity games uh, as well as Aristea. So uh, head into the, uh, in that main uh, tabletop hall or the unplugged section and uh, say hello. That's right, yep. Uh, Saturday and Sunday we'll be there demoing Infinity and Aristea. So, I think yeah. Friday as well. Friday, I think Russ is doing Friday, yeah. and then um, I've got Sunday morning. So yeah, it should be a, should be a good time. Great. Well, uh, thanks, Kev. Good good chats. Good chat, Nick. and uh, we will let's do this again sometime. Oh, I think we should. I've been Kevin, and this has been Nick, and you were listening to Lost of the Lieutenants. Thanks, guys. We will see you next time. Jeez, don't be sneezing during the recording. Uh, it's really loud.